Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We have uh, two announcements. Firstly, a reminder about the um, epic uh, spring break Umrah with Imam Nadim. Uh, please uh, try to sign up. Alhamdulillah, uh, we have some seats left. Otherwise, Alhamdulillah, a lot of these seats have been uh, finished up and booked. Uh, the Umrah uh, that's being offered by Epic, uh, it has some special things, Alhamdulillah. First and foremost, the meals are paid, which is actually a very big positive. You don't have to worry about dinner. As well, there, there are going to be perks as well, the ziyarat and the standard tours with Imam Nadim. Uh, so for further information, you can uh, sign up on the outside, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, we've had a special request for dua for uh, the mother of one of our attendees, Sister Shafaqat. Her mother passed away. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to forgive her sins. Allahumma fillaha warhamha wa'afiha wa'afu anha wa'akin nuzulaha wa wasi' mudkhalaha. And of course, as usual, please uh, support the masjid and give whatever you can, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhad an la ilaha أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله حي على الصلاة.
Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him and we seek His help. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our souls and the consequences of our actions. Indeed, whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah allows to be misguided, none can guide him back to the straight path. I bear witness and I testify that there is no deity worthy of worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I bear witness and I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his final prophet and his most perfect worshipper. As to what follows, Allah Azza wa Jal reminds us in the Quran to be conscious of him when he says, Ya amanu wa illa wa antum muslimun. O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah as it is befitting that you have taqwa of him and do not die except in a state of submission. Dear Muslims, of the verses that we hear all the time is verse number 143 of Surah Al-Baqarah in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes our ummah as an ummatan wasata. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً wasata. And so we have ordained that you are a nation that is wasat. What does wasat mean? Of the meanings of wasat, of the primary meanings of wasat, is you have made, we have made you a middle path nation in between the two extremes. You are not a nation of extremists. You are not a nation on the peripheries. You are not a nation that goes beyond the bounds on either side. On the contrary, you are a centrist nation. You are an ummah. You are a group of people that doesn't go to the fanatical fringes, but you are in the middle of all of these. In today's brief khutbah, I wanted to illustrate, I wanted to clarify and explain what exactly and how are we an ummatan wasata? What does it mean? We are a middle path nation, a moderate nation, an ummah between the extremes. Now the concept of an ummah, of a nation being wasat, it is manifested in many different ways. And in today's brief khutbah, I'm going to mention six or seven of them. Of the ways that our ummah, our nation, our group, our religion is wasat, is that it is in between all other religions when it comes to aspects of theology. However you look at it, whatever issue you look at, between the rampant idolatry and shamanism of some faiths, and between the rejection of God of others, between the deification of prophets in some faiths, and between the rejection of all prophets in others, between the belief of the hereafter being the only life and the rejection of the hereafter, our ummah is always dead center. We are in between all different faiths and ideologies. You find the perfection of theology, the belief in one all-perfect God, the belief in the humanity of the prophets, and yet they are the best of humanity. The belief in this world and the affirmation of the next. No matter which aspect you look at, you find that in our creed, in our beliefs, we are the middle in between all different ideologies. Of the manifestation of the moderation of our ummah, is that our religion and Islam is the perfect blend between belief 
and between law, between aqidah and between fiqh. If you look at other faith traditions, if you look at some of the Ahli Kitab, we find the Bani Israel, the majority of them, they only concentrate on laws, on ahkam, on rulings. If you look at the Nasara, we find that the majority of them, they only care about belief and creed, and they don't have fiqh, and they don't have ahkam. And if you look at our religion, we find the perfect blend. We find Iman and we find Amal. We find theology and we find legal rulings and they are combined together. There is a perfect mixture of Ibadat and of Mu'amalat. There is a perfect mixture of rituals and of good manners to other people. If you look at some faiths, they only care about rituals. That's the main thing. And if you look at other faiths and other trends, they say rituals are not important. What's important is just your treatment of other people. Once again, we have that ummatan wasata. There are some rituals that are more important than some treatments of others. And there are some akhlaq that are more important than some rituals. And the true believer, the righteous believer, is the one who has perfected both ibadat and akhlaq, both worship of Allah and good treatment to other people. And that is the ummatan wasata of the manifestations of the perfection of our religion and the middle path of our religion is the perfect mix of blind faith with intellectual faith. Neither are we completely blind believers because if we were blind believers, then all religions are equal and everybody can say, I was born into this tradition and I'm gonna follow what my forefathers found. But nor do we go to the other extreme of rationalizing everything. There's the healthy combination in the Quran. How many times does Allah challenge us? Think, reflect. How many times? And also, how many times does Allah praise the believers? Because you can't understand everything. You cannot rationalize everything. So that perfect blend of first believing in Allah and believing in the Quran and believing in the Prophet by common sense, by knowledge, and then accepting what comes as a package deal. You won't understand everything, but you understand that Allah is one, and He revealed the Quran, and He sent a prophet. You will logically and rationally come to this conclusion. Even if you're not a Muslim, when you study Islam, you will come to this conclusion. Then the rest, we hear and we obey. It is the perfect blend between rationality and between blind faith. As well, the perfect harmony of our religion, another manifestation of the Ummat and Wasata, is that it is the perfect blend between the enjoyment of this world and striving for the hereafter. Once again, look at some faith traditions in the world, especially the Far Eastern faith traditions. They tell you it is sinful to even desire anything. Eliminate desire from your life. That is their version of life. But you can't live like this. On the other hand, and especially in our part of the world, we have nothing but desire. If you desire it, then you should do it. There is no haram and halal other than what you want. And that is also extremism and fanaticism. Once again, our ummah, ummatan wasata. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran to enjoy this world. Kulu min tayyibati ma razaqnakum. Eat of the good foods that I have given you. Allah says in the Quran, Qul man harrama zinatallah. Who has made good clothing haram? I created it for you, Allah says. I 
created it for you. Enjoy this dunya. But Allah also says, don't forget the akhirah. Remember, your real goal is the akhirah. So enjoy this dunya. As long as it is halal, do what you want to do. But remember, the ultimate life is the next life. That perfect blend of emphasizing this world and prioritizing the next, you will not find it in any other faith tradition based upon this as well and it is a corollary of this point is that another manifestation of the perfection of islam of the wasatiyya we call it in arabic that middle path of islam is that it is the only faith that takes into account both the needs of the body and the needs of the soul and it gives us a program about how we should take care of the needs of the body along with the needs of the soul once again we have so many different faiths so many different ways of living and once again we find extremism in all of them many faith traditions they criminalize any needs of the body it's as if you should not have any needs other systems of living especially in our times they don't care about the soul and they're only worried about the needs of the body and once again in our religion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has catered to the needs of the body remember in the famous incident in the seerah when three people wanted to do more than what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam did and one of them said I shall fast every single day the other one said I will pray all night and never go to sleep and the third one said I shall live a celibate life and never get married and our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam got irritated at all of them and he said your body has a right over you pray at night but also go to sleep fast some days and eat other days and marry women and he said your body has a haq over you. Give the rights of your body to your body. Give the rights of your soul to your soul. Once again, we have that perfect balance between the needs of the body. There is no urge that Allah has created in us except that it can be satisfied in a halal manner and it can also be satisfied in a haram manner. So Allah has encouraged us to satisfy those urges in a halal manner. Whether it is eating, whether it is drinking, whether it is marriage all of these can be done in a halal way and it can also be done in a haram way so this religion does not criminalize physical urges it's not wrong to want to live a good life and to enjoy this world but the religion puts parameters so that the soul is not harmed this is another manifestation of the wasatiyya of this ummah another example of how our religion is the middle path is that we have the perfect balance between the rights of the individual and the rights of society. The rights of the fard of the individual versus the rights of the mujtama or the society around us. If you look at the philosophies of living, and especially you know back in the 60s and 70s, there were massive debates going on. Communism and socialism and capitalism and liberalism, all of these different isms going on. Each one of them was emphasizing one aspect. How much right do we have to private property? How much right do the fuqara, to the poor people have of our wealth? How much should we come together and sacrifice for the greater good? And how much should we concentrate on ourselves and our families? Who is going to decide? If you look at communism, everybody should be equal. Look at socialism, one entity, the government takes everything and distributes it in a manner that they think is fit. Look at extreme capitalism and it's nafsi, nafsi, selfishness. The rich get richer and the poor get poor. Who will decide between this, navigate through this very difficult course of individual rights versus the rights of society? Once again, Islam comes and it lays a system. It is neither fully capitalism, 
nor is it socialism. It is its own vision. It is its own system in which every entity is given the rights that it deserves. So, indeed, private property is there, and we own what is ours. But at the same time, as our wealth increases, so too do the rights upon the faqir and the poor person increases. And our zakat goes up, and we're encouraged to give sadaqah. And we are forbidden from taking advantage of someone's poverty and giving interest loans, and on and on and on. Ummatan wasata, that perfect balance that will help you and your family and also take care of society. Once again, Islam comes and demonstrates what is that middle path. Again, we see another manifestation of that middle path when it comes to the rights of the family, the rights of the genders, the rights of the husband and wife, the rights of the father and son. Everyone is given their haq in the Quran. How would we decide what is the rights of each one? And Allah Azza wa Jal says, what with regards to husband and wife, with regards to gender, Each gender has its nasib. Allah has assigned it. Allah says about parents and children in the Quran, parents, we want to take care of them, but at the same time they're elderly. Our children, we want to make sure they have enough, but how about our parents? Allah says, don't worry, I've taken it for you. And He says in the Quran, La tadrun, how do you know which one is going to be giving more benefit to give how much? So Allah Azza wa Jal has taken charge. Ummatan wasata. That is the middle path, and we thank Allah for this. Of the manifestations, and we can go on and on, but time is limited. Of the manifestations of Ummatan Wasata, of the fact that we are a middle path, is the perfect balance between justice and strictness and between mercy and forgiveness. That perfect balance, because once again, we have some faith traditions, there should be no mercy, and the criminal is always punished. We have other faith traditions, they teach their followers to turn the other cheek, even though they themselves have never turned the cheek historically in their entire existence. But they teach their followers, always turn the other cheek. But you can't have a society that always turns the other cheek. So what is that middle path? How is that ummatan wasata? Once again, we have in the Quran very clear guidelines. Yes, indeed, when somebody has done wrong unto you, you have the full right to extract vengeance and to extract retribution. But Allah encourages forgiveness and Allah wants you to forgive. So you have the right to take them to court. You have the right to get back all that they have done. And at the same time, if the circumstances permit, Allah will reward you if you forgive. That perfect balance, and this is in the seerah as well. The default is compassion and mercy. But once in a while, you need to send the message, especially when the person does not deserve mercy. Once in a while, you do not forgive to show the message and image that indeed, that, that just Justice is going to be meted out. That perfect balance of ummat and wasata, it is found in our sharia. And we can go on and on. This religion of ours is the perfect religion. And it is the perfect balance between every extreme imaginable. And that is why when we are commanded to be the middle path, the ummat and wasata, at the same time, Allah has forbidden us from going to extremes. The Quran and the sunnah is full of commandments that warn us from becoming fanatical that warn us from going beyond the bounds Allah says in the Quran la taghlu fi dinikum do not go to extremes in your religion don't go beyond what should be done and Allah azza wa says in the Quran 
He has chosen you and he has not made the religion difficult. Allah says in the Quran, Allah wants to make things easy. He does not want to make things difficult. And our Prophet وسلم, when he would send people to the villages and to the other places to teach Islam, he would say to them this famous phrase reported in Bukhari and Muslim, Yassiru wala tu'assiru make things easy for the people do not make things difficult for them give them glad tidings to encourage them to come and do not make it such that they turn away from you in disgust don't make the religion so difficult or so backward or so difficult that they want to leave you and turn away from you encourage them entice them be gentle be easy this is the reality of our faith and I have said multiple times that unfortunately we have lost the spirit of Islam. Unfortunately, we have made Islam so difficult, so pity. The minutia become the big things. And I have said multiple times, dear Muslims, be as strict as you want in your personal life. Raise the bar privately between you and Allah. But when it comes to other people, lower the bar as much as you can. When it comes to preaching and teaching, when it comes to your friends and relatives, lower the bar as much as you can because you want them to come to the faith and not to be turned away from the faith. In your personal life, raise the bar, no problem. But when it comes to other people, when it comes to new Muslims, when it comes to people that are far from the deen, then be like the Bedouin who came in and said, Ya Rasulullah, how many times to pray? The Prophet said, just five times. No sunnah, no nafil, the bare minimum. How much zakah? Just the 2.5%. And you know the rest of the hadith. That's our standard when it comes to the rest of the ummah. In your life, in my life, raise the bar, no problem. But make sure that you don't make the religion difficult for the people sometimes wallahi the religious folks are the ones who make non-religious folks not want to be religious and that is a double problem the religious folks should be the role models they should be the best of the best they should be the kindest and the most merciful but what happens when their version of religion becomes Islam we learned so many incidents in the hadith in the seerah the famous one of Mu'adh ibn Jabal that he led salah in his community and he started reciting a long surah and a man in the back he said salam he prayed and he and he left he didn't pray behind Mu'adh Mu'adh said wallahi this man is a hypocrite I'm gonna go complain to the Prophet he went and complained the Prophet called this man the man said oh messenger of Allah I'm a laborer I need to go to sleep at night and Mu'adh's gonna recite Surah Al-Baqarah I can't spend two hours in Isha so the Prophet became so angry his face was red he said ya Mu'adh afattanun ant are you causing trials to the people are you making things difficult for the people recite a small surah when you're leading the salah when you're praying to Hajjud go ahead recite Baqarah when you're all alone make it long when you're standing in front of the people lower it down and recite a small surah in front of them and after that Mu'adh ibn Jabal would only recite the smallest of the surahs the end of Juz Amma he thought and this is the reality of many religious folks that I make things difficult I make things strict and I'm gonna raise the bar you cannot make the, the, the religion difficult amongst the people and this goes at every level, dear Muslims, in the famous incident of the Hajj, when the Prophet sent uh, Ibn Abbas to go collect stones to throw, something very small, just stones to throw. Ibn Abbas brought forth large rocks, and the Prophet discarded all of them, and he picked up the smallest, and he said, I want like this, oh, 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 Ibn Abbas, I want like this, 
and beware of ghulu, of exaggerating. Beware of making things more difficult for indeed the people before you were destroyed because of their fanaticism. You know, you think you're going to pelt the stones in, in, in Hajj and you want to find the biggest stones and the most heavy stones. No, make Islam easy. He picked the smallest stones, even literally the size of the tip of the finger. And those were the stones that remains the sunnah to this day. Now if you go for Hajj and you see how people act and what they do, this is an example of that level of of fanaticism dear Muslims we see this fanaticism around the globe in our own community wallahi there's so much to complain about outside and I've given khutbas about that about what other countries do other nations do other foreign policies do plenty to complain and we will complain but at the same time we must own up to our own problems as well we do have fanaticism and we do have people that do things in our name and holding people hostage and killing people and bombing people in our faith using our our name thinking they're doing something right yes indeed we're gonna criticize others but we should also criticize the fanaticism from within so we have to be careful brothers and sisters to not go down this path our Prophet warned us going down this path is going to bring a rejection on all of us he said in that famous hadith and with this I conclude the first khutbah he said in that famous hadith I warn you against tashaddud, against extremism, against fanaticism, for nobody is going to go down this path of tashaddud except that the religion will end up destroying him. He's not going to last that way. This is a hadith. The Prophet said, don't go down tashaddud. Tashaddud means making the smallest things very big, making petty things very big. Tashaddud means being harsh and strict all the time. And our Prophet said, Len Nobody is going to make this religion more difficult than it is, except that the religion shall end up overcoming him. Meaning, you cannot last with that level of fanaticism. And I swear to you, I have seen people more than I can count who go down this level of fanaticism, especially when they're young in their 20s or whatnot, and then they burn out, they fizzle out, they cannot last that way, they stop practicing Islam. Many of them might even leave the faith because this is not the real faith. The real faith, ummat and wasata. The real faith, make things easy for the people, don't make things difficult for the people. Our Prophet said, Halak al those who go to extremes shall end up destroying themselves. We seek Allah's refuge from ever going to extremes. May Allah bless me and you with and through the Quran and may he make us of those who his verses understand and applies halal and haram throughout our lifespan. Ask Allah's forgiveness. You as well ask him for he is the ghafoor and the rahman. <clears throat> الحمد لله الواحد الأحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد وبعد I conclude this khutbah with a famous hadith in Bukhari and Muslim the most authentic books there is a hadith in there in which our Prophet وسلم, gave a beautiful metaphor about strictness and about comparing it to traveling he said إن هذا الدين يسر this religion is ease it's very interesting he didn't say this religion is easy the defining characteristic of our faith is ease. This religion is ease. 
ولن يشاد هذا الدين أحد إلا غلبة. The phrase I quoted in the first part. Nobody shall make this religion stricter than it is, except that the religion shall end up overpowering him. Then he said, فسددوا وقاربوا وأبشروا. I'm going to now explain. These are beautiful metaphors and phrases that our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used. فسددوا. سددوا means aim for the goal. Try your best to get the best that you can be. وَقَارِبُوا If you cannot get to the goal, come as close as you can. Subhanallah. You aim for the best. Nobody's denying that. But suppose you can't become perfect. Suppose you don't get to the ultimate goal. وَقَارِبُوا Come as close as you can to that level of perfection. وَأَبْشِرُوا And always have a cheerful attitude. Always give good tidings to the people. Religious people should not be morose and always frowning and scowling. Religious people should be the best people, the most akhlaq people, the most kind people. Give glad tidings to the people. This is what our Prophet ﷺ said. And then he said, وَاسْتَعِينُوا Ask help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala بِالْغَدْوَةِ وَالْرَوْحَةِ وَشَيْءٍ مِنَ الدُّلْجَةِ This is a metaphor. Imagine if you're traveling in the desert and you can travel at any time. The most difficult time to travel is when the sun is at its peak. When the sun is at its zenith, our Prophet said, don't travel during that time. The metaphor is, don't do things that is going to burn you out. Travel during Al-Ghadwa. Al-Ghadwa, when the sun is just rising, the temperature is cool. Warroha, the sun is about to set, the temperature is cool. Wadulja, the sun is not having risen, it's in the middle of the night. In other words, don't take the most difficult path. Don't choose the timings that are the most difficult. You're going to burn yourself out. Rather, seek Allah's help and go and do what you're able to do without burning yourself out. When the sun is not fully up, when the sun is just rising, that's when you should walk. When the sun is about to set, that's when you should go. Some of our scholars have also said there's a reference here to Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr and Salat al-Tahajjud. And that's also a valid point, that there are references that especially make sure you pray Fajr and Asr. And if you're able to, he said, do a little bit of Tahajjud as well. And then he said in a beautiful hadith, in the beautiful ending of this hadith, Bit by bit, and you shall get to your destination. Bit by bit. Don't become fanatic. Don't think in one day you're going to change the whole world. It doesn't work that way. Bit by bit. Work on what you can. Ask Allah to forgive on what you can't. Be as cheerful as you can. And thank Allah for having guided us to the Ummah and Wasata. Dear Muslims, we have many, many, many problems in our Ummah. But one of the ones that is the easiest to solve is that sometimes religiosity leads to fanaticism. We need to solve this. Religiosity should lead to good manners, to a healthy lifestyle. Religiosity, every one of us who is religious should be the best role model to those who are not religious. How can it be that good people of good religion turn people away from religion? That's not good religion. So make sure you concentrate on your, on your own akhlaq and abshiru, give glad tidings to people. Bashiru, give glad tidings to people and don't turn people away. Al-qasda al-qasda tablughu bit by bit and you shall get to the end. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who embody and exemplify this ummah and wasata. Allahumma inni da'in fa'aminu. Allahumma la ta'in fi hadhan yawmi dhamman illa ghafarta wala hamman illa farrajta wala daynan illa qadayta wala maridan illa shafayta wala asiran illa yassarta. Allahumma gfir lana wa li ikhwanina ladhina sabakuna bil iman wala taj'ah fi quruna ghilla liladhina amanu. Rabbana innaka raufur rahim. Allahumma a'izal islam wal muslimin. Allahumma man arad 
ارادنا او اراد الاسلام والمسلمين بسوء فاشغله بنفسه وجعل تدميره في تدبيره يا قوي يا عزيز عباد الله ان الله تعالى امركم بامر بدا به بنفسه وثنى بملائكه قدسه وثلث بكم ايها المؤمنون من جنه وانسه فقال عز من قال عليما ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وانعم على عبدك رسولك محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين عباد الله ان الله تعالى يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه يزد لكم ولذكر الله تعالى اكبر واقم الصلاه الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استو اعتدلوا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين 
اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله السلام عليكم just one minute إن شاء الله we have a, a شهادة brother Jeremiah if you can come where is our brother want to take شهادة Come forward, just just come through the crowd, it's alright, just come through the crowd. I just met with him before the salah, so he wants to take the shahada, alhamdulillah. There you go. Your name is Jeremiah, right? Yes. Okay, so um, one of our brothers has been giving a da'wah. And uh, before the salah, he wanted to, uh, he just came to me, we spoke with him, so inshallah we're going to be doing the shahada. I already gave him all of the summary of Islam, so I don't need to do it here. So repeat after me. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illallah. Illallah. Wa ashhadu. Wa ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammad. Muhammad. Rasulullah. Rasulullah. I testify. I testify. That there is no God other than Allah. There is no God other than Allah. And that Muhammad. That Muhammad. Is the messenger of Allah. Is the messenger of Allah. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah. Welcome to our community. This is all your new brothers and sisters. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Welcome to our community. Alhamdulillah.